This episode of Blitzed is brought to you by Rip Curl. And with winter kicking in, it's time to get new rubber. And you can't do better than the Flash Bomb Fusion wetsuit. With the Fusion Dry Seam technology, you can stay warmer for longer in the revolutionary wetty with seams that do not leak. I just got together with Nick Pollett and we've just finished making a new Rip Curl search edit with Mace, Mick and Gabby somewhere in the uh, secret faraway realms of desert Australia and, mate, they're all repping the Flash Bomb Fusion Weddy and they are freaking. When we're going through all the footage, you know, there's there's big chunks of the boys holding up the weddies and talking about them, just going, these things are f- the best they've ever made. So they're built using 100% E7 flash lining. The Flash Bomb Fusion with the Fusion Dry Seam technology, it's the ultimate balance of flexibility, warmth and durability. So experience over 50 years of innovation fused into one weddie that is 96% stitch free. That's the Flash Bomb Fusion Wetsuit. Get it now at ripcurl.com. Competition surfing. Rashes. Oh, yeah. Baby, I can Welcome to Blitzed Pure Tour Nerdism. Vaughn, the Brazil pro, is a rap for Brazilian winner yet again for the fourth time in succession mm. in the men's and in the women's. Katie Simmers. Yep. Cracking her second win on tour this year. You're Freak. kidding Freak. me? Wow. Yep. Uh, the shot rating S oh. for skits, H for mad, A for you kidding me? And T for torture. I gave it a, a mid-range, a 2.5 oh. out of 5 uh, for a couple of reasons. I mean, look, when I was growing up, there was a tour called the Quicksilver Air Show Series, Vaughn, which mm. you would remember well, uh, pitting the likes of Randy the Goose Welch, household names, mm. of Sean Barney Barron, <laughs> Kirk <laughs> Flintoff, uh, against Dave your, your Rye Craigs, Dave Nielsen. Jeremy Cohen. That's right, uh, in marginal inner city beach breaks and uh, suburban beach breaks. And look, it was fairly entertaining. I mean, uh, back in the day, you needed to showcase aerial surfing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, that much of a, a novelty at the time. And uh, that's what this event boiled down to at times. It, it was nothing more than an air show in, in the opening rounds, it felt at mm-hmm. times. Uh, but sure, why not? I mean, why not let surfing really showcase the other side of it? It's not all about perfect point breaks and slabs True. and man-made goat pools. Yep, uh, There is place on the tour schedule for shitty, sloppy, backwashy, inner-city horseshit. Oh, you've almost got me convinced. That's what we saw. I I went a lowly, lowly, lowly 1.5, Smithy. I haven't got the forgiveness of uh, a month in India, mate. The vibes are low over here, man. I know you've been gone for a while. Fuck, it's good to have you back, mate. I miss you. I really do. I, uh... I needed your support, bro. I couldn't... uh, You know, we we did three events without you. We did uh, Goat Pool. We did... Uh, El Salvador, and now Brazil. And look, 1.5, all those points are for the last day. Uh, I see what you're saying. Like, the beachy was a, a fresh thing, and the finals day, it was it was cool. Like, good to see some lefts. Fuck, who knew? Who knew people knew how to surf lefts on tour? I forgot. Especially Ethan Ewey. Ewey. What a fucking revelation to get to see him. But Sakurima did what it does best, and it just sacked my rim. 
Smithy. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I was unimpressed. I, I've had a gutful. I need waves of truth now, man. Just the the wobbly beach here, yeah. the, the air show thing, like, I do get it. And I, I, I'm I, such a fan of pro, pro surfing and professional surfing, you know. Like, fuck, it takes a lot to wear me down, Smithy. But it's done it, man. It's worn me down. And uh, I, I feel like the mid-season cut has sucked the wind out of the back half of the tour. It's really struggling to keep me interested the time zone difference was another fuck up. I just, mm. you know, I've got to stay awake for so long to watch heats in this marginal beachy shit. And um, John John said it best, mate. He just said, I'm, I've, I've been struggling mentally uh, with this tour at times. And fucking I agree, mate. I'm struggling mentally. I've had to go and see a counsellor, Smithy, to go and work it out because I'm not well, mate. And all I can hope is that there's some sort of truth. But, but... Uh, you know, to to pull the uh, whatever little fruit this tree has uh, managed to to yield. Um, the finals day was fun. It was a fun finals day. We had dogs in the fight, mate. Yago Dora, Swelly and Prince, as he is with his old man Leandro. You felt a lot of of joy and pride for those guys. And we had, uh, you know, Rhino. We had uh, Tyler, we had Ethan, we had, we had lots of crew out there, lots to barrack for. In the end, we didn't get the wins, but yeah, there, there was definitely some salvageable surfing. There was some salvageable results there. And Ethan Ewing, just as you say, mate, fuck, this is world title campaign building beautifully. But, you know, it's still going to go down at Trestles, which really does sum up this whole fucking year's tour, man. I mean, it, I just don't know, Smithy. I just don't know where pro surfing's at, mate. And, and you know, I, I thought quite fitting in a way that the CEO, the, the, the big head has rolled. There's a, a revolution of some sort going on. I don't know why. I don't even want to speculate why. But the CEO, he came in with with a vision, with big dreams to, to take surfing to the mainstream. And like Nick Carroll has said for years, that carrot of mainstream attention is a fucking myth, man. They've tried it. They tried the TV shows. They tried the earnest, behind-the-scenes sort of uh, Formula One uh, drive-to-survive thing, and just no one gives a fuck, dude. So in alienating the core, all they've actually done is alienate their audience. And no one else who they're trying to reach cares, and I just don't know. I don't know where we're at. That's how I feel. So it's a 1, a 1.5 at best. A 1.5 for Sakurima. Nothing. Just a ghost shot. Yeah, and uh, I mean, a- out, of, out of interest, what is a sack rim? Is that when you, you stretch the sack out and then stuff it in the rim? Is that <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, going that's on? that's exactly what it is. And all you can that's do awful. is push and push and push and a tiny little goat pebble comes out and you wrap it up in the sack and you just flash it down the <laughs> toilet anyway because fuck no, I don't know what's going on. But I don't know, man. I love the wars. What, what's, what's happened? I'm, I'm gone. Yeah, you it's know, tough. We're, we're, you tough tell times. Me. We're crew talking about the the WSL, like on the in the Himalayas. Was the Dalai Lama sort of pulling you aside in when you had your meeting and saying, "Smithy, how's, how's Ethan going? Is Jack Robbo on the mend? What's going on here, mate?" Well, interesting to note, Vaughn, and this may be an omen of sorts, but uh, halfway during your uh, wrap of the El Salvador event with Joel Parkinson, I was called to violently purge mm. and uh, projectile vomited high up in the mountains, almost a, a double-ending purge, but I was just 
just ever so thinly spared the ignominy of shit oh. my pants while I vomited. Mm. But yeah, that happened right in the middle of the breakdown of the event. Don't know, something just got right into me. Yes. Yep. Right at the pointy end of that chat. It's been like and that. Uh, yeah, maybe that, maybe that was less a uh, actual literal E. coli food poisoning mm. and more just a psychosomatic response yes. to what's been a disgraceful year. Yeah, it has been a very, very, very disappointing year. I mean, waves of truth. There's been one, Cal Robbo. That's it. One wave of truth, Smithy. Uh, you, t- you tell me, am I wrong? No, you're right. Do you think of another one? No, I, I, there's, I mean, look, there's been a few little, uh, a little, a couple of shampoos, a couple of head dips in that Portugal event, but yeah, yeah I mean, compared to Cal Robbo's cement mixer, mm. yeah, it didn't even hold a, a candle to it. Yeah, it's been a bleak year, and mate, judging from my friends in the core surfing community, the level of apathy towards competitive surfing mm. right now is at an all-time high. Hasn't been this high since the late '80s. Yeah, we've. 40,000 surf events held in uh, out-of-season beach breaks. Yeah, I actually listened to uh, David Lee Scales and Chaz Smith the other day. I was just sort of trying to figure out what had happened with Elo. I, I thought someone might have some inside info. No one does, and uh, we'll get to that in a second. But, um, you know, uh, Chaz made the point that the best surfers in the best waves, the best surfers, sure, the best waves, no way, mate. No way. This 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 tour needs a major rejig. We we need to seriously like get these men and women in fucking proper surf, dude. Like, like I'm literally hanging my entire fanaticism on J Bay and Chopes. If it doesn't come through, maybe I don't know. It's like going for a losing footy team or something. You know, there's only so much abuse you can take. Yeah, when we had Rabs on the show in Avalon before he was drowned out by a chorus <laughs> of drunk and bagged up lunacy, I did try to put the question to him that, yeah. you know, when he took over the Dream Tour, or mm. it wasn't the Dream Tour really at that point, I think they'd maybe had one G-Land contest, but his main signature of his tenure was to take professional surfing away from the shitty beach breaks and, and out-of-season kind of conditions in, in strange parts of the world and create a tour that we know as the Dream Tour. But, you know, we re, we forget that at that time, Slater had, had walked away from professional surfing mm-hmm. for a number of years, citing poor conditions. Yep. And we were in a situation where, yeah, professional surfing just wasn't meeting the standard of surfing. And, mm. and his great legacy was that he put the best surfers in the best waves. And now you compare that to someone like ELO, uh, a guy who came from Oprah Winfrey mm. to professional surfing, uh, who has uh, you know no real knowledge, now core credibility. And, and you look at the product he's given us, you know, El Salvador, uh, uh, the goat pool, uh, this showdown in trestles. To me, it kind of reeks of, it, it's a step backwards. It's a step back towards that kind of it, stadium. It's, style it, well it's chasing the same thing it's serving. chasing bums on seats except the seats are the lounge rooms and the product is on tv instead of like just trying to get those crowds so that your sponsor dollars keep rolling in and, and that's what it reeks to me of yeah. re- i feel like there's been a bit of backshish almost you know coming from this cryptocurrency el salvador benevolent not benevolent dictator uh and uh, trestles, you know, in ELO's hometown, Southern California, another cashed up municipality with plenty of money to spend and, and the goat pool. I mean, who knows uh, what, what's been greasing the palms mm. in getting that onto us so many times in a row. 
Like it, it, it kind of reeks a bit. There's something a bit whiffy about it all, and the way that surfing has failed to keep pace with where talent and ability is at. Despite you know we have access to the best waves and best infrastructure and and best travel, it, like it's so set up right now to run world class events. You know, thundercloud style, mm. mondo, fifteen foot cloudy swells cooking G-Land chops, uh, a fucking slab event at the yeah. box or Shark Island. Like, there's just so much potential out there. And the fact that surfing is falling so, so, so far beneath it, it's unsurprising that the CEOs uh, had to walk because, mm. yeah, it's in fucking disarray at the moment. And like you said, Vaughn, it's torture yeah. to have to pay attention to professionally. Oh, I'm it sick is. of it. And we're not getting paid, Smithy. We're not getting paid. We're not doing this for the... We're doing this for the love, mate. So... Yeah, look, I don't know. Uh, let's let's get stuck into this one because, uh, yeah, there, there are world title ramifications. There's melts. There's good heats. There's a couple of good ways. Let's 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 just you know grind our way through it as best we can. <laughs> best wave, Vaughn. There's a few in the conversation. Uh, John John's fairly mondo whoop for a nine in round one. Uh, you know, thing was big and it was as smooth as you get given the washy conditions. Mm. Uh, kind of nearly dug the nose in on the wobble on the way down, but fished it out. And it was a bit of a mind blower watching it live. Uh, you know, the replays don't do it justice. No. But in the context of that heat uh, and also where his year is at the moment, that was a big manoeuvre, big manoeuvre yeah. and, and really laid the foundations of, of his semi-final finish. Uh, round one, you had Yago's inverted backside air rev, big corked, uh, you know, just really projects vertical out of the bowl, gets that sick off-axis spin going, and that's his signature move. I mean, I can remember surfing with him when he was just a teenager off the wall, and uh, he sat there under the pack and probably went 20 straight and hucked that manoeuvre mm-hmm. just over and over again. Uh, he's got that thing on rote learning. Yep. Pretty sick, that was like an 8.83 or something. Uh, and then Katie Simmers, 8-3-3 in the final. A couple of nice backside calves, followed yep. by a totally psycho lip line closeout belt. That Man, was sick. I mean, that was a potential season ender if yeah. you got it wrong there. High risk, high reward surfing, fully upside down, a really awkward section to hit, but she managed to, to stay focused on the section and found a tiny gap in the lip line that allowed her to get up and into the lip and just rode it mm-hmm. down to glory. Yep. But all pales in comparison to Yago's 10 in the final. Yeah. During the break. <laughs> oh, can you believe it? Wow. That? Maybe that's why I got sacked. They oh. just went, during the break, you're gone. That's it. Yeah. The, the straw that broke the camel's back, oh. Elo. Far Tell out. Story when, when you're on there. the ground and you're struggling to breathe and someone just walks up and just puts the heel on your neck, kicks in the nuts at the same time, puts the sack, the little sack scrunchie up your butthole, you, you're toast. And, um, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, far out. Like, how much surfing goes down in a fucking final? A 40-minute final, you've got a minute of surfing at most. Like, a minute of riding waves and you miss the fucking 10. Like, oh, there's just no winning sometimes, Smithy. But uh, by far and away, the best turn of the event. I agree. I thought John John's uh, oop was fine. But, you know, let's think back to Bali, like... 10, 15 years ago, he was doing twice as big, twice as more. Like, you know, this is where we're at, where we're celebrating something that he can do in his sleep a million times bigger. I just don't understand why it's all just not gelling. Mm. It doesn't feel very good. Well, I mean, eight-second periods, 
backwashy it's a great turn I'm just yeah look I, I'm, I'm not gonna look I'm gonna really try not to be negative from here but uh yeah the the good thing about the Yago turn uh is just under pressure in the final a guy who probably has been accused of being a bit too friendly lacking the killer instinct uh you, you think of him as the Machado of Brazilian surfing you know you've got that whole momentum push with the Gabbies and the Felipes and you know crew who win but but a real win for the good guy there and, and doing it in style, man. Like to win with a, a big statement turn like that in front of a home crowd, imagine the adrenaline. And all he does is that that nice little claim, you know, classic, classic Yago. So, yeah, big props for that turn. That, that was a highlight. And Katie Simmers, aside from winning this comp, has probably been the highlight of the year or one of, you know. She's keeping you interested at least because she's got that little bit of X factor where you're just going, surely not. Surely in these waves. Surely there's a weak link somewhere with this girl. And she just keeps on delivering, man. It's really fun to watch her go at it. Yeah, and, and just a note on Yago's 10. Obviously a big front side, full rote with a rail tap in there. I mean, that was super technical. I thought that was amazing. And just the, the, the cleanliness of the landing. Oh, but greasy. I think it all came down to the size and magnitude of that section. That was a proper five-foot Pretty heavy closeout, mm-hmm. and he just fucking hucked that oh. thing into the flats. And the rail tap right in the middle of it, it was balleretic, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was very, very nice. And uh, typical acrobatic styles from the Brazilians, but, mate, the Esky, eh? How good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, this is, what, this is how it would go. You put your trophy on one mantle and your Esky on the other. And you never even use it. That's just right. look at it. Just gathers mold uh, just from that one little acai berry spillage after the comp and you forget <laughs> and you put on the mantle. The next minute you got a freaking entire oh. colony growing in your trophy room. But yeah. For moving on, best heat for mine. I was all over Jaddy's run in this event. Uh, so I've got a couple of his down here. I mean, this was, uh, what, 13 years after winning this very event yep. in his rookie year, beating the GOAT. And he turns back the clock to knock the the world number one Griffin and the reigning world champ, Philippe Toledo. Uh, Toledo trying to win his fourth straight event in Brazil. And uh, he racks up a quarterfinal finish. Ironically, Jaddy also competing on behalf of Kelly Slater's withdrawal and subsequent wildcard mm. that, that was uh, handed to Jaddy as a result. You might remember Kelly's snarky comment. Remember that one, Vaughn, after the final uh, back in 2010 uh, when he said about Judson. Uh, we'll see if he can match the performances at places like Chopu and Pipeline. Oh. This was straight after Ooh. the Brazilian battler broke through f- for his first CT mm-hmm. win in his rookie year, and that hurt Jaddy. Uh, you might remember back to our Narrabeen show That's uh, right. with Vitolo, and he, he talks about that. Like He, he was off that. Yeah. Uh, Rightly so. And um, yeah. A bit of a whippersnipper going on in the background, <laughs> but uh, we'll press on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, moving on, uh, yeah, just to the actual heat against Griff, you know, at home in front of a huge revved up home crowd. Uh, He's up against the world number one in grindy conditions. And most tellingly, he's surfing for his countrymen, uh, you know, so just to make their passage into the final five easier. So, fuck, you better believe he was up for oh, it. Oh, mate, big uh, time. You, you can imagine the other Brazilians putting a rocket up in before they, you know, come on, Jaddy. Oh, yeah. Look at all the crew on the beach for you, mate. Fucking rip in, son. It Give it to this SoCal <laughs> silver spooner. This is your hometown. You're the fucking man out here. 
Uh, so I, I just love that heat. Yeah. Jaddy opened up with a seven for a big slice out of the top, straight into a skits end section. Kapow! Mm-hmm. Just clobbered a wobbly closeout section with a radical lip line Rio right on the money. Uh, Griff's struck back with what would have been the move of the year so far. Uh, a Mondo super corked backside full road air rev, reminiscent of uh, Toledo's 10 here a while back, and he couldn't have come closer to sticking mm. it. I mean, he actually rides out of it for the splittest of split nanoseconds. He kind of just clears the foam, but just as he does, he loses balances and mm. falls back into the foam. Mm. But yeah, if it were anything but that short period backwash slop that was surfing, I'm calling that he rides out of that thing. Uh, but yes, yeah, Sad, sad ending for Griff. Really, uh, you know, just could not buy a section out there. Yeah, uh, it was all about getting the two hitters. You needed to get two turns up there to get into that kind of mid to excellent range, sixes and above. And yeah, you just couldn't find a Mate, second section. Yeah, wild, isn't it? I mean, um, it, it makes Ethan's run even more impressive because we've seen Griff get to Brazil with this kind of pressure on him. Uh, a lot of hate, a lot of hate talk. Even though he's done a wonderful job of kind of. Dissipating that with uh, good vibes, that sunshine, California sunshine, Smithy. Yeah, bro, come on down. I love everybody. And uh, but he's, he gets there and he's rattled. And uh, yeah, it makes Ethan's run more remarkable because he had the he had the same shit uh, for that Griffin had the year before, and he managed to sort of use it. And uh, so that was impressive. But yeah, I agree. Uh, Jaddy just had a, a big. There's a lot of hog about about uh, Jaddy's run, wasn't there? A lot, a lot to like, a lot of pure passion, and he just took that experience with both hands and absolutely ran with it as hard as he could. Um, yeah, I enjoyed getting that. Getting not over Toledo too in oh, the round huge. of sixteen, huge. Uh, and you know he's behind, heading into the last ten minutes. Nothing major on the board, but uh, Philippe was clearly the surfer in rhythm throughout that heat. Uh, first big score, a, a pretty sick carve into a closeout. A closeout lip line for five nine, and he needed a four five, a four point five with just a few minutes to go, and just gets upside down for a big vertical backside snap, one and done. Gets the number for a famous boil over victory, a five one seven near the buzzer, and uh, yeah, just a, a huge stick in the spokes of little Phil. Yep, little Phil. Uh, does not going all his own way, and and these next two waves. I mean, he is the lord of J Bay. My goodness, he's the Michael Flatley of, of J-Bay. He dances all over that thing, and it's a, it's a flamboyant dance. It's definitely a river dance. Uh, but, you know, oh, man, just please, God, give us six to eight footers. Give give us, like, a challenge because, yeah, there, there's got to be some questions asked of uh, a guy like Felipe, even this year. Like, you know, he's a world champ. He's done it all. But, yeah, you know... For me, this this little uh, hiccup, it's not going to stop him qualifying. He, he's already there. He's going to be in the WSL finals again. So, yeah, it's all about these next two events. But uh, it's impossible not to barrack for Jaddy in those circumstances. Like, impossible. And uh, it was a good win. I love the theatre of it too, just the shapes he was throwing as he made his way to the <laughs> beach. And, uh, I mean, the crowd was going absolutely ham. Yep. It was great scenes. You love to see the local battler get up in front of a parochial home, home for crowd. For sure. It doesn't matter for where sure. it is. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, my best heat, mate, was uh, Baron, Mamiya and John John. Uh, it was close, and, and Baron could have had him, but I, I just thought it was the first time John's looked interested in a pretty long time, you know? Like, he, he was a battle. It was a hometown guy as well, which I think always sparks John a little bit. 
And I'm just hoping that that is the moment. You know, uh, he got to the semis, kind of got pretty rinsed in the end by uh, Yago, but I, I'm just hoping this is the fire because uh, he's outside the top five, but he's well-placed with two events that, you know, he, he loves. And, um, yeah, waves at True Smith and just see what he can do at Trestles. Like, you know, if he's there, he's that good. Like, he can do it. And he's got the artillery. I just want the interest to be there, man. I feel like he's kind of like us. He's having to manufacture interest in what's going on at the moment. Mm. We're sitting at sixth place in the world with two epic events coming up. And he's barely looked like he's had to try, you know. like It's, it's a weird one. Mm. Mm. But sixth in the world when you're not trying, that's, that's how good he is, you know. Mm. Breakthrough performance. He's really got to go, go to Yago Dora, breaking through for his first World Tour victory. Yep. And he's come close here in Brazil. If it was ever going to happen, it was going to happen here in Brazil. He had a third back in 2017, uh, losing to D'Souza. Another third last year, losing to Toledo, the event winner. And uh, now a breakthrough win on the back of a really solid year with a third in Portugal, a fifth at the Goat Pool, and a few ninths, which all combined put him at fifth in the world as we head for J-Bay Vaughan. Wow. Fifth in the world for Yago Dora. Yes. Big fan. Massive fan of Yago. I, I also, also had uh, Sammy Pupo. You know, he's fallen off to her. He got into this drawer. He went pretty mad. He knocked out uh, some pretty big names. Um, far out. Who did he beat there? He had uh, Medina, Chianka, and uh, that was pretty awesome, man. Like, you know, getting off... It seems to be working for crew who do get knocked off. You know, Chianka came back bigger and stronger. Sammy Pupo's already won a Changers. He gets over there. He just destroys everyone. Uh, big airs. You know, they're, they're busting their humps to bring something new to the table. So, honourable mention there. But, Yago, for sure, breakthrough award winner. Biggest surprise. I'd have to go of the round two bloodbath in the men's. Uh, Jack yep. Robbo, Griffin, Medina all bowing out in the second round. Robbo losing out on an interference against oh. Seth Moniz. You know, didn't leave the judges with much choice. It was a clear block on Seth. Paddled in front of him. Stopped him from getting into a sold left. But, man, you got to feel for the Vortex Shaman. Another one who's just suffering in this absolute desert of quality waves. And he would have won that heat easily were it not for the interference. But that's just the year he's having. It's now his fourth second round loss in a row to go over last place following the knee injury he suffered at Bells. So yeah, hard to really know what has transpired since his blistering start to the year in which he won at Pipe, got third at Sunset, second at Portugal, then the knee injury at Bells, and it's been nothing but last place finishes since. Hectic. I mean, the knee doesn't seem to be troubling him, mm. watching him compete, but uh, it might be in the mix there. You know, as sharp and, and free as he's looking, there might be a, a little clicky, glitchy, a little bit of jabbing pain that, mm. that's kind of getting into his headspace there. Uh, I mean, whether it's affecting his performance or not, there's no doubt that it's destroyed his momentum and, and put him in a weird funk. Yeah. And Not sure what he's got to do nah, to get out of it. Yeah, well, he's he, he's uh, he's a vortex shaman, but he's an energy shaman, and the energy is just vacant. Like, I mean, he, he's he's got pretty big things going on. Announced that he's uh, having a baby with Jules, so you know that can inspire you sometimes or, or maybe be a distraction. I'm not sure. Uh, the word was around the contest site that his free surfing was on point, so it's there. Like it, it, it could be a simple thing of yeah, just not having that hundred percent confidence, but. It just seems that the glitchiness is a mo momentum thing, pure momentum for me. Like, he was hot, 
white hot, blistering, melting, face melting hot, corn popping hot, and uh, now he's he's ice cold. And so lucky for him, you know, this next wave, he, he finaled there last year. He's going to be backing himself to get a result. And, of course, Chopes, the big gold nugget, mate, far out. How many crew are looking at Chopes? You just don't want to be looking at Chopes, you know, fingers crossed needing a result and you get a dud year because that will throw you completely out, out of the picture. Pure melt, Vaughn, I mean, far out. That interference was close to it. It wasn't my ultimate melt, yep. but it was definitely a melt. He didn't need to do that, Jack. I mean, he ends up winning that heat in a canter. Mm. Uh, if he doesn't get the interference, he ended up with two sixes, obviously lost the, the second one uh, due to the interference. But... Just yeah, a bit panicky, he, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a strange one because yeah. he, 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 you know, knowing his oceanic awareness, he sees Seth there. He knows he's in the sniff to get into that wave and, and clearly blocks his line paddling for it. I mean, whether he didn't know who had priority, it's all possible, but uh, a, a shocker. But my Melt Vaughan, I'm going to have to go with Medina's loss to Semi Pupo. Mm. You know, it was a real grindy affair, but also conditions that Medina is an absolute wizard in. And he lost on account of a solid air reverse from Sammy on a pretty big section, landed backwards on the exploding foam. Super technical and pretty big, but not a full rote. You know, uh, and then there was a mediocre backup comprised of a few backside snaps on a wobbly burger. But ultimately, Vaughn, if you were to tell me Medina would fail to pull off a half-decent air reverse in a 30-minute heat in Brazil and lose to a combined total of 12, mm. I'd say... That's a melt. Yeah, that's a big, big a melt. melt. And uh, the melt, he's had that one highlight, his first win in a couple of years at Margaret's, and it's just been frustrating ever since. And um, I don't know really what's going on with uh, Medina. It's just, I, I, I mentioned this a little while ago, but it does feel like with Shauna, we, we were doing, uh, I think, an LSAV uh, blitz, and it just feels like he's struggling to find why, why he's there. And this is the ultimate competitor. And if he's sort of going, why aren't I getting the results? And like starting to question judges and looking everywhere else, you know, clearly the issue is within and he doesn't want to admit it. And the uh, and what he maybe doesn't want to admit is that he's fucking bored, mate. Maybe. Got a bit of the Johns. Oh, maybe. I mean, it's so, an un- I mean, I, I, You know what I'm like, Smithy. I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just on a big old whinge fest here and I hate whinging, but it. You know, I look at those guys going, are they just expecting it to happen? Like, is it the fact that the other guys want it more? And if it is, then how? Because Medina has always been the guy who wants it the most. Just seems like he's cruising and frustrated. It's uninspiring. Uninterested. I mean, at the best of times, it's a tough life. Yeah, sure. Uh, even when we had better quality waves on tour, you showing up to these locations with, what, 70 of the... the best surfers on the world plus mm. entourages and, and trying to get waves. It, it, you know, for the pure surfer inside of you, he, he shrivels up and dies in a lot of these situations. <laughs> uh, now we're at a situation where yeah. just the quality of the waves isn't even there. Mm. Uh, and we've heard John talk about this. Uh, you know, we haven't heard Medina talk about this. We've heard John talk about it uh, on his brother's podcast. And he was saying that, you know, the reason he competes, the why is to unlock that flow state, mm. that, that kind of free surfing yes. uh, flow in a heat. And, and that to him is as big a buzz as, as you can get. But yeah, for Medina... It's to uncage the animal. That's, that's what Medina's looking for. He loves that feeling of being a wild killing machine 
And the killer is just slightly absent. Like, I, I don't see it. I don't see the the skin going over the eyes like a crocodile when it opens its mouth, you know? Like, it, it's, it was so there for so long. And time away and obviously, you know, all his, his personal shit he's been through. It's just, it's wisened him. Mm. And wisdom, man, it almost won't allow you to get into that high adrenalized state anymore. And maybe that's a beautiful thing for Gabe. Because uh, in that Rip Curl clip I was telling you about that we've just finished... Mate, he's so happy. He's so cruisy. And even at times in that footage, it looks to me like he's wondering, like, is this my life? Like, am I meant to be free surfing? You know, he's, it just all seems to be swirling for Gabe, I think. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really good insight, Vaughn. Yeah, you do wonder where the motivation's coming from. And we've seen all the greats go on these sabbaticals and spend years chasing the kinds of waves they actually want to surf. Uh, so maybe that's the next stage. I mean, he did have that year off, but uh, he hasn't had a, a good stint to really scratch that itch and, and you know, put out a couple of free surfing parts. I don't think he's ever put a free surfing section out ever. Mm. Can you think of one? No. No, no, well, definitely surreal. not one that grommets were going, have you seen this shit? Like, no, no, never. So, yeah, it's Which bizarre. Which is crazy. It's bizarre. It's but that, unthinkable for an Australian or an American surfer yeah. to have not put out a serious video part at this start of your career. Uh, you know, so maybe that's just something he's got to do, hang out with Mick. We said it. We said, you know, if you're getting grief in Brazil, mate, come live out yeah, here. Yeah, come. Hang come out with the down. king. Hang out with the fanning. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, just relax and enjoy your life. You don't have to uh, put a, a square peg through a round hole forever. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. And he's definitely not feeling and it. mate, the fanning uh, mentorship is huge, I think. Because fanning is the guy who re- basically deconstructed and rebuilt his winning formula three times. Uh, he'll say it to you. Like in in uh, 2007, he just ignored everyone, just zoomed in on the prize, fucking did it the, like with nothing but razor focus and sacrificed a lot in his life around that time, like a personal relationships and friendships and everything just went on the back burner. And it, by 2009... He did it a completely different way. He wanted to just let go, enjoy that late season momentum run. He had to deal with that friendship thing with Joel as they started to compete. And then again, when he got to uh, his third world title, he was in a completely different state again. Slater said the exact same thing, mate. He was a, he was a ruthless killer in his younger years. And then he started to embrace that letting go sort of aspect of winning in his later years. So I think Gabe is trying to, f like Mick in his ear, and probably through Kingy as well, would be going, mate, you don't actually have to be the killer to win. You can f do this in, in another way. And I think that once he figures out what that way is, then he'll, he'll light up. And, you know, again, like John John, he's only a couple of spots out. Even in this sort of weird sort of, uh, what would you call it, the doldrums, that no man's land that, that John and Gabe find themselves in, I think the energy of the ocean at Chopes or J-Bay could ignite them. It's sitting there. They're almost like uh, sleeping giants. Like, just poke them with a decent swell and watch them fire up. Absolutely. I mean, how can you not be fired up when you rock up and just see lines of corduroy going to the horizon mm. and six to eight foot of super tubes majesty yep, and you, bowling you look down over the and there's Philippe Salido with, like, watery eyes just going, fuck, as if you're not just going to go, rrr, 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 just get fucking psyched up, mate. That's it, eh? And that's really what it is a question, I think, for some of these guys who've got their two, three world titles. It is a question of motivation and, and froth and... 
I just struggle to see how either John or Medina can get frothed up and psyched to surf mm. the kind of shit they've been forced to surf all year. Yeah. And that's about to change in a big way, Vaughan. It is. And there's a big opportunity with the uh, changing leadership at the WSL to really have a good look at how we got to this point, the waves that we're surfing, and what happened last time we broke that mould and went back to where the waves are. Waves of truth, Smithy. Like... Surfing exploded, mate, and a whole generation of freaks exploded with it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. Me too. And I think I even put it to Rabs on the night. I, I wish I did anyway. And that was, would you consider coming back? Is that the guy we need to, to make surfing great again, Vaughn? Get mm. the bug one back on the throne. Give him his pointy hat and uh, wand septum, if you will. <laughs> And uh, let the man work his magic because, frick, it's all there to be had. Make surfing great again. Well, there's been some good suggestions getting around, uh, like for crew who could do it. Like Evan Slater was a good one. I thought mm. that was cool. You know, a guy who's like surfed Totos and Mavericks and is just a fucking maniac and uh, a really respected dude. But, I mean, there's there's business heads and guys who uh, are uh, – it feels to me like the dream of attracting the mainstream market just needs to be iced for a long, long time. Get a surfer back up there, focus on the core audience, focus on the core locations, make sure your athletes are fucking challenged and psyched, and then uh, rebuild from there. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, mainstream people essentially love surfing because it is a subculture, so it needs to retain some of that culture yeah. and authenticity and they want to peer in on a world that they don't fully understand. Fuck, and that's a good point, get glimmers of jargon Big and time. Uh, character and, and, and yeah. personality and, and misto, tropical and frigid locations, yep. you know, whatever you got. But ultimately for me, it's just more of a question of quality waves, best surfers, best waves. It's a simple formula. we got to go back there. Vaughn, what does it all mean? Mm. The top five is looking very interesting in both men's and women's after that uh, solid shake-up in the women's. Katie's win and Steph's second-round loss to Betty That was Betty my melt, Secura. by the way. Yeah, Sorry. that was a solid melt. Yeah, I had melt. that in the notes, too. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know, not, not a, a just to quickly touch on the melt, not mm. a, a giant melt on Steph's behalf, just purely because of how talented Betty Lou is and uh, particularly those gutless conditions. Oh. You know, her, Betty Lou's diminutive frame and ultra-fast and precise brand of rail surfing can definitely yep. get the better of Steph in those kinds of conditions. But she'll be uh, licking her lips as we head to J-Bay. For sure. One of her all-time mm. favourite waves on the planet. And there's also the, uh, you know, there's the demeanour of Steph. This time uh, before that, the, the Mexico event, Remember the one on the little right point that uh, Jack Robbo broke through and, and won and Steph won the women's and that? Well, that kick-started phase two of her career or maybe phase five, I'm not sure. But she was a really – in a quite a uh, fragile place, I thought. You know, uh, professionally it felt like her career. She could see all this thing going on around her. But that world title run last year has just – she's cement. So I just don't see her being as frail – or as uh, I, I, I have at times this year been worried about it, just with the, the mid-season cut and those sorts of things. But you don't write off a champion, mate. No. Sadly, she's been knocked out of the top five by Katie, uh, who is now at fifth. Steph is in sixth. And that sets up a, a really mouth-watering proposition at J-Bay, I reckon, where they'll be going head-to-head for that fifth spot in the top five at a wave they're going to both fancy themselves mm. at. In the men's, Felipe takes the yellow jersey narrowly from Griffin. 
and Yago leaps seven spots into fifth place in the ratings, heading into J-Bay, where he'll be very confident given some of the backhand surfing he's put on display this year at waves like Margaret River and elsewhere. I thought he was a real standout there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. 100%. I, I'm... I'm st- Thankfully, mate, these last two way, these last two contests, you know, they have the potential to, to, to draw us all back in. And if this year somehow wows us in the end, we'll, we won't ever remember these these dead spots. But yeah, it's been a slog, man. It's been such a slog. What does it mean for me? This is what it means to me is thank fuck it's over. Like I'm so done with that mid post tour cut tour is just it's so bad, it's awful. So. It means something has to change, and it also means bring on these last few comps, man, because, yeah, there is mouth-watering watering scenarios going on with Gabby and John John just outside that top five. Man, J-Bay becomes fun. The time zone's good to watch. Uh, all those crew are just fantastic, and, and will those new faces in the top five be able to hang on? Crazy. Yeah, the top five in the men's. Phil at number one, Griff. Jow, Ethan, Yago. Then you've got John, Gabby, and Jack Robbo. Oh, Jack Robbo's sliding fast, mate. He's really got to uh, just reset. Reset, man. That's all it's going to take. In the women's, you've got Carissa in first, Tyler in second, Caroline Marks in third, Molly Picklam in fourth, Katie in fifth, and then Steph Gilmore, Tatiana Westenweb, and Lakey Peterson just sitting outside mm. the top five. Can't wait to get in some quality waves. One, holy shit, it's been lean. Are you kidding Ooh, me? Smithy, we're both, the ribs are showing, mate. The ribs are showing. Give us some truth. Just dish it out. And, uh, yeah, let's get back on the front foot with pro surfing, Smithy. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, mates. Bring it on. Cool. Bring on J-Bay. Competition surfing. Pure tour nerdism.